0: Well, good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Wednesday night live stream here at Word of Faith Global Ministries. For those of you that may not know, I am Pastor Yvette uh, from Word of Faith Global Ministries. I'm joined today by our son, Pastor Ricky Jr.
1: What's going on? There
0: he is. (laughs) And uh, it's always great to have him on board to do a time of table talk. And so we just want to welcome you. If you're joining us for the first time, we want to just let you know that you can listen to our messages on our YouTube channel at Word of Faith Global Ministries, Miami, Florida. That's our YouTube channel, as well as our Facebook page at Word of Faith Global. And uh, also you can check us out on podcasts. Uh, so we are on those venues as well. So your favorite podcasts, you can find us there at Word of Faith Global Ministries. Also Miami, Florida, find us there. Uh, we've been getting a lot of uh, listeners there as our library has increased. So praise God for that, amen. So um, we just want to thank you. And we encourage you to click like, share, subscribe, give us ratings and uh, just share these messages uh, as the Lord begins to touch your hearts and tug at your heart, and we just know that God is doing something amazing uh, in the midst of our church and in the midst of all of the people that are always listening. Listen, I'm constantly getting text messages, emails, comments on our messages on YouTube, on our Facebook channel, and whatnot. So you know, we glorify God for that. So, amen to that, right, buddy? That's right. Amen. Amen. So. Tonight, I wanted to do a little table talk because, as you all know, those of you that listen to our messages constantly, we um, do our table talk sometimes on Wednesday night, and sometimes we bring a word or we bring a teaching. But tonight, I wanted to bring Pastor Ricky Jr. because he gave an outstanding message this past uh, Sunday, and it happened to fall on Palm Sunday. We're getting ready for Easter for Resurrection Sunday this coming Sunday. But I wanted to like do a little bit of a rewind of the message on Sunday. And the reason we like to do that is so we can expound a bit and we could have a more of a conversational piece on the message, touch on it, brings maybe things that you wanted to say, but for the sake of time, you weren't able to, or maybe it'll spark a different conversation, however the Lord leads, you know, tonight. Uh, but I, I know personally that a lot of people messaged me and called me and uh, Pastor Ricky, your dad, and uh, and commented of the uh, message that was given on Sunday was absolutely spectacular. So to God be the glory. Amen to that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we're we're in the middle of a series this month entitled A Fresh Start. That's right. And so <clears throat> you were able to bring uh, part two of that. And uh, we know that Pastor Hilda gave the first message of the month, and you brought in last week, and uh, you gave a really good message. I want to jump right into it. For the sake of time, what I want to do, if you don't mind, is read certain scriptures here that you brought uh, to light on Sunday. I know that you read, um, for those that like to take notes, um, you read Mark 11, 1 through 11, And you also read, you skipped over then to Mark 15, and you read actually from verses one through verse 15. But I want to pick up in verses six through 15, just real quick, again, for the sake of time, and I'm going to read it from the NASB version, which is kind of like the one that I've always used for my studying and and reading and stuff. So it says here, now at the feast, he used to release it release for them any one prisoner whom they requested. This is obviously talking about Pilate, right? Yeah. And uh, verse seven says the man named Barabbas had been imprisoned with the insurrectionists who had committed murder in the insurrection. The crowd went up and began asking him to do so to do as he has, as he had been accustomed to do for them. Pilate answered them, saying, "Do you want me to release for you the King of the Jews?" For he was aware that the chief priests had handed him over because of envy, which I thought that that was a really interesting verse right there. Verse mm-hmm. 11 says, which I'm going to probably touch on this later on with you, but verse 11 says, but the chief priest stirred up the crowd to ask him to release Barabbas for them instead. Yeah. Yeah. And then verse 12 says, answering again, Pilate said to them, then what shall shall I do with him whom you call the king of the Jews? They shouted back, crucify him. But Pilate said to them, "Why, why, what evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, crucify him. Wishing to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas for them. And having Jesus scourged, he handed him over to be crucified. So I want you to set this up for us. Um, you brought the message title of we are the crowd. Yeah, we are the crowd. So it's funny because, of course, being your mom, I knew kind of like where you were going with this. Obviously, I had read you <laughs> we were sharing you, you share with us and stuff. But I was like, oh, I know where this is heading. <laughs> so yeah. would you go ahead and set the stage for us as to you know, how the Lord led you to bring this message about?
1: Yeah, so, you know, I I knew that I was going to bring the word on Palm Sunday. And, you know, you can't have a Palm Sunday without reading the Palm Sunday scriptures, which is obviously, you know, when Jesus rides into, you know, all this praise and worship from the people that are that are around him, he rides in on a donkey and um, there are those that are that are, you know, they're, they're, they're shouting out Hosanna and they're worshiping him. And it's this really beautiful moment. They're laying down their cloaks on the road and they're laying down palm branches. And hence the reason that we call it Palm Sunday. Um, and so, like I mentioned in, on Sunday, it kind of kicks off Jesus's last week on Earth. Like this is like it. You know, this is kind of like the conclusion. These are the last chapters, if you will, of the book that is Jesus's ministry. Um, and so you know I've, I've read that story countless times and, and obviously I've, I've you know you read of the crowd that praises as Jesus comes in on this on this donkey and then you kind of contrast that to the crowd that is present literally just a, a few chapters later right and there's such a stark difference between the two of them you know and so um, I can't help but but think okay you know Number one, what happened there? Like, what's what's the deal? Um, but number two, you know, I I said, you know, having been in the, the the Christian game long enough, I've heard my fair share of messages. And what I meant by that was, you know, it's it's pretty commonplace for us to look at the crowd and specifically the crowd that you know that was shouting for Jesus to be crucified, and for us to sit there and and kind of um, you know question man how could they do that how could they do such a thing how could they how could they not speak up what you know how could you be so fickle and so shallow like you 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 know like a lot of you are the same people that were just praising them and now like you you want them to be turned over like what's what like how could you be so you know so short-sighted how could you know all all these it could conjure up so many feelings especially being Christians that we you know we follow Jesus and we love him and we have a relationship with him it's you know incomprehensible for us to think of how can, how can, I can't imagine myself turning him in to be killed, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I essentially, you know, kind of drew the line saying that we, we are that crowd, you yeah. know, and, and although, although we physically may not be the ones that have called for Jesus's crucifixion, we have to be aware of the fact that it is our sin that put him on the cross to begin with, Right. you know? And so we, we can't stand from a position of, look at the crowd how could they be such terrible people how could they be so fickle and so shallow and instead you kind of have to understand that in 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 many ways we're we're very much like the crowd you know we're very similar to the crowd and yet despite the fact that Jesus was well aware of the fact that the the very same people that were praising his name were going to be the same ones that are going to you know at least some of them were going to be the ones that were you know screaming to crucify him he still wrote in and he still completed the the task that was at hand. He, he still fulfilled the will of the father.
0: Right. And so
1: there it's, it's an ugly story, but a beautiful story at the same time, you know, you got this weird juxtaposition that's going on, but it's, it, it's, it's a, it's a wonderful story. And there's, there's more to it. I think that the, the story of, you know, here as a, as we approach Easter is all that much more beautiful when you're very well aware of how broken and how in need of salvation you are.
0: Absolutely. And so,
1: I guess like a 30,000 foot view is as Christians, we ought to be in touch with that and and know that, yes, we, you know, we're, we're broken and we've messed it up Mm -hmm. and we messed it up bad. And while again, we, we, we may have not called for Jesus to be crucified. We weren't part of the crowd physically there. Our actions are not that different. You know, we, we have, we have turned our backs on Jesus in the past by our, by the things that we've done, you know? And so fortunately though, he still, he still came and he still died for us, you know? So that was essentially the premise, but expounded upon and whatnot.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. You know, it's always so easy for us to point the finger and we've touched on this subject many a times, right? It's easy for us to, to, you know, look at, look at a crowd or look at a person or look at a, you know, a a certain situation and judge that without necessarily, you know, looking at oneself. Uh, Case in point as well, when we look at the Israelites and we Mm -hmm. look at throughout the whole Old Testament, you know, and how they saw the, the miracle working God, Jehovah, You know, Mm -hmm. Jehovah who provided Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi. I mean, he 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 is this amazing, mighty and powerful God who showed himself time and time and time again, yet they continue to turn their back on him and to continue to rebel against God. And, you know, a lot of times we read those and we go, man, I mean, couldn't these people see? And and yes, I guess to a certain point, but we've got that hindsight perspective yeah you know that they didn't as well and then if you fast forward to our present time it's as you say a lot of times we are the fickle ones Mm -hmm. a lot of times we are the ones that you know are rah rah praise the lord lifting up our hands and being in church and being committed and then the next minute you know something happens in our life and Mm -hmm. we we fail we fail and that that, like you said a minute ago, that is the beauty of the power of redemption. Yeah. That is the beauty of the story of being redeemed. And and, and the very fact that Jesus gave himself for us who are fallen, us who are, Mm -hmm. you know, sinful people, us who are fickle people, us, you know, who, who, who he knew, you know, that, we're going to fail time and time again, you know, with our actions, like you said, with our thoughts, with our mouth, with just about everything, you know, and um, going back though, I want to, um, you know, just bring this up because I wrote this down in my notes and uh, I've I've read on it before I studied on it before, but a pastor that uh, we heard this weekend for Palm Sunday, he brought it up again. And I thought that that was kind of neat um, to refresh my memory about, but the cloaks that were, that were put on the donkey and then also laid on the ground, uh, Mm -hmm. during, you know, the moment where Jesus was riding in, um, to town on the donkey and people were shouting out, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, uh, you know, the, uh, King James version calls it garments, cloaks, Mm -hmm. you know, their clothes, but clothes, uh, you know, people's clothes during that time was really a demonstration of, um, of their class, of their identity. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, the beggar. The beggar had clothes that portrayed him as a beggar. As a beggar
1: you know. Sure. Uh,
0: so there were these different classes. So they had identities based on the clothing that they wore. And I, <laughs> I, I'm always really surprised about that because, as they laid that not just on the donkey, as you read the verses, they laid it on the donkey, but they laid it on the on the road as well. Yeah. Um. But in a way, if you kind of like try to look into it even deeper, they were laying down their identity. Sure. They were laying down themselves. Yeah. You know. Um. And so it's it's almost an act of, if you will, an act of humility, an act of, you know, we believe that you are this you know, holds that and blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And they were letting go of their garments and putting it down there as a sign of worship. And then, like you said, a few chapters later, you know, look what ends up taking place.
1: Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, they they laid it down in in recognition of his kingship, you know, that this is Our king, this is this is who we've been waiting for. This is the Messiah, you know. So I, I, that's interesting. I didn't know that point that it was representative of their class, Mm -hmm. but it's it it makes complete sense that they would almost strip that away, and 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 count it as nothing in in the sight of this Messiah that is that is you know coming in this promised Messiah. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, that's that again. That's that's why I think it's so almost unsettling how. How different the crowds were you know what I mean that's that's what's crazy about it is that there is such an act of worship such an outward demonstration of just surrender and yeah. and and worship and love towards Jesus in one moment and yeah. then such cruelty in the next I know you know and,
0: no, it, it go, comes, ahead. Go, go ahead I'm sorry I didn't mean to
1: no no yeah go, yeah, go ahead you're, you're right
0: <laughs> no I, I was gonna say that I mean trying to really think deeply about that, that one portion of scripture where they were laying down their cloaks, it, if you think about it, man, it was really an act of humility, it was really an act of even recognizing his kingship, like you said, because the roads were, were filthy, if you think of it, and, and they, they allowed their garments to be you know, thrown on the ground and just like, not, not have a care in the world that they were doing that. Right. For the King of Kings.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Lords. And if right. you think about us, it, it's kind of, it's, it, I think about our salvation. When we come to Christ, it, it's almost as if we're doing just that, aren't we? Sure. Yeah. We're, we're giving of ourselves, we're giving of our Identity and we are taking on his identity, right? Instead, right. yeah. And, and I, I think that you know, as I read that and I was, you know, thinking about our our uh, table talk tonight, I was thinking about that so deeply, and I thought, man, that is that's pretty. That can get pretty deep. That's a message it's in and of itself. You think yeah. about it, right?
1: Mm-hmm. For sure,
0: because of that fact that it almost takes the the. The, it, it almost can parallel to our time of salvation, our moment of our surrendering ourselves to Christ, you know, that yeah. we totally and completely give ourselves give all of ourselves to him and that's Mm kind of like that I I don't know I just maybe I'm looking at it a little too much but that's no
1: I I I think I think you're you're absolutely right you know absolutely and you know it's there's there's a lot of components of our faith that that is very much like that you know think of baptism you know it's it's an outward you know just like they laid their cloaks down that was a very public display Yes. Of, of worship, you know, imagine there are people that are watching, you know, and so the person next to you takes off their cloak and lays it down, yeah. you can make now assumptions about what that person thinks of this, this other person riding in on a donkey, you know, so exactly. there, there, there's, there's a lot of it speaks volumes, you know, and it's, and it's very similar to, to our salvation. You know, it's, it's similar, you know, when we get baptized where baptism is supposed to be like an outward profession of the faith that I have now residing within me. And then I lay myself down. I go under the water and put to death all, you know, my former self and come out of the water, a new person, but that entire practice is a very public practice that that we do it's very you know it's a very spiritual thing that we do and it's very you know obviously you know jesus did it himself and 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 whatnot but it's 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 public it's 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 out there you know and that's exactly what these people had done and so you know it's like it's almost as though seeing a person get baptized only to then switch you know that same week you know monday he gets baptized friday he's you know they're, they're 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 completely, you know, doing the same thing, if not right. worse or something like that. And so right. Right. again, that's, that's why I found, you know, and, and we've had these conversations, like we've read this story before, but I guess when you're, you're absolutely right. When you sit and you think about exactly what they were doing.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, it's pretty profound, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's very, very profound what what was done.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So, yeah,
0: <laughs> absolutely. I mean, we could look into that quite a bit and, and, and really, I think, I think we can glean so much from scripture sometimes that we, we miss it, you know, because Mm -hmm. I often say that when I'm, when I'm bringing a a teaching or something, because, you know, when I, when I really begin to study and and God shows me a certain scripture and I I begin to really dig deep and start to, you know, dissect it a -hmm. lot more, I, to me, it's fascinating to be able to do that because a lot of times we read through scripture and we miss a lot. We really do. Yeah. And, and I believe that God wants to show us so much more in his word. Mm. And, uh, and that's why, that's why I think it's important to, you know, not only obviously listen to messages, you know, given on Sundays and when we give our messages and teachings on Wednesdays, but have this opportunity to expound a little more because, you know, for example, this topic that we just talked about, the cloak, the garments, yeah of the people you know it brings a lot of revelation some some things yeah. that you know it some things are are, are obviously um the, uh, theologically sound of course but then mm-hmm. other things you can kind of look into it a little more as well and it can mean a, a great deal and i think that god reveals himself to us in that way like you said sure. many times you read through scripture and then all of a sudden You see something completely different and you go man wait a second i'm in this
1: yeah yeah no you're right it's it's there are some things that have theological implications and then there's other things that just have cultural implications to them and just knowing what those cultural implications are is is pretty significant you know uh much like what you're saying now with the the coat being or their their cloak being representative of their their class who they are as a person and whatnot you know if we, you know, knowing that little detail of that's how they viewed their outer garment, I mean, it, it really has no theological, you know, there's, there's really nothing theological to it. It's just knowing that in the mind of the people at that time, yeah. this is what, what they felt about the thing that they wore.
0: Yeah.
1: It carries weight now when you see, and then they laid it on the ground. Exactly. you know, so it just, it, 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 if anything, it just provides a little bit more depth. So you're right. It's, it's always uh, important to, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of when, when I, you know, when I was at a in my, when I was doing my bachelor's and I had Old Testament and New Testament, one of the things that, you know, you had to do when you were studying, uh, you know, a passage of scripture is to understand like the cultural context, you know, like what was going on at that time, what, you know, what happened a little after, what happened before, you know, who are the players in the story? What are the, what's the situation surrounding? What's the political issues? What are the economic issues at the time? What was going on in that city? Just to kind of get a good, clear picture yeah. of this is what was happening yeah. that that caused such and such and that's why this moment is significant yes ma'am. um so yeah yeah It just it just makes bible reading that much more um it's not just you're not reading like a chapter book you know yeah. what i mean
0: and that you touched you hit the nail right on the head because if you don't know those backgrounds yeah in every aspect not just not just what was happening culturally, what was happening politically, what was happening between, you know, one sect and another sect, you know, and all yeah. that. But also what, what was occurring in the spiritual realm. There's a lot of spiritual right. realm, obviously, involved in, in everything, really, but in the word. But also, you have to also try to put yourself in the mindset of what, yeah. what the Israelites thought Mm -hmm. what was their, what was their train of thought? How, how did they get to that conclusion? If you don't know some of these aspects, you can totally miss a passage of scripture.
1: Right, right. It'll totally move your head. You
0: know, Old Testament, you can miss New Testament scripture. You know, sometimes you might say, well, why did Jesus say specifically that? Or, you know, why, why was he in this location and said this? Mm. you know and when you begin to really study scripture especially when you start to understand the unseen realm portion of it Mm -hmm. and and what jesus was actually doing and it was deliberate because everything he said everything he did every place he stepped on every appointment he had it was all deliberate right Right. you don't know those things you can miss it you could Mm -hmm. just you know come up with just you can come up with a message. You can come yeah. up with a conclusion, but if you don't really know and study that portion, you totally miss it. Right, so,
1: right, yeah, yeah, it's true. You're you're hundred percent right. I always
0: encourage you know the our church to to really dive into scripture and really get into uh, dive deep, dive deep. No, don't yeah. don't don't do surface level Christianity. Dive deep.
1: Yeah, yeah, get into that's the true. Deep end. Yeah. It gets, it gets meaty, you know, it gets, it gets really meaty, but then again, it, it also uh, allows uh scripture to kind of come alive for you. You know, oh, it's just, sure. it's, it's more, it's more than just, you know, words and an encouraging passage. Like now, now there's actually much more depth to it now when, you know, yeah. you know, kind of what was going on.
0: Yeah. You're a lot like me in the sense that when you, when you get that aha moment in mm-hmm. scripture, I, you know, we get excited. Like, yeah, <laughs> we get really passionate about it. Oh, did you know this?
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you, when you capture it like a little detail, you're like, oh man, all right. Well, that, that changes things. Oh yeah. You know? That, oh. that, that changes things. And it's funny because sometimes you'll learn a detail about a passage of scripture that you've read a thousand times. And just having that one little added detail completely changes the game for you. Oh, and you're yeah. like, oh wow. All right. So that's, that's way different, you know, than, than oh, yeah. I had thought, you know, oh, yeah. so it, it's, it's good.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I plan to be getting in, into some really nitty gritty stuff in the next uh, few months. So I've been nice. studying a lot. So one of the things that, um, going back to your message, uh, you, you talked about the angry crowd. Uh-huh. So, um, you, you mentioned here that five chapters later though, in Mark 15, like we just read, we had a very different crowd, and that's one of the things that we were were touching on. <clears throat> but, you know, you, you mentioned what happened, what changed, and why the sudden shift. Right. And then you go a little bit into John's account. You want to expound a little bit on that? Because I do have a point that I'm going to discuss in just a minute.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, in the gospel accounts, all four gospel accounts, you know, sandwiched in between both moments when Jesus comes riding in, and 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 there are those that are praising him, and then you know when the crowd shouts for him to be crucified, there's a bunch of events that happen in between them. You know, moments where Jesus is teaching. There's various parables that are very well known. But it's in John's account that you have this really significant moment where he he kind of he he kind of speaks a little bit, and it and it gives you just a little shred of what's going on. Um, and so. For example, in the, let's see where it's at. It's John, John chapter 12 in verse number 36. It says, when Jesus had said these things, he departed and hid himself from them. Though he had done so many signs before them, they still did not believe him. So that the word spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. And then he goes into what that, that, uh, that passage of scripture is. But it's, it's in verse number um. Ah, number 40, beginning in verse number 41, it says, Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory and spoke of him. Nevertheless, many, even of authorities, of the authorities believed in him. But for fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it so that they would not be put out of the synagogues. For they love the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. Which is really telling because that tells you that there is people in in leadership, people, people in leadership positions that actually believed Jesus. Yes. They actually believed in them. They, 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 they truly did. Yeah. However, however, what was a bit more important to them was their standing in the in the in the temple. Was their standing in view of others, and that kind of outweighed their belief. Yeah. And so, while they didn't, while they, they, they kind of believed, they what carried a little bit more weight was the opinions of others on whether or not I was going to be allowed to come back into the temple. And ultimately it was that view of man that dictated their, their decision to remain silent in the, in the crowd, crowd. you know? And so that's why I say that I, I don't doubt that there were those that were shouting Hosanna that may have not necessarily been shouting for him to be crucified a few chapters later, but maybe they were in the crowd and they were just silent. Right you know,
0: that's, that's another one of those nuggets because of that, because that's, that's in Isaiah.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it makes you wonder, like, it's not all of them were, were pumping their fists and shouting for him to be crucified. I have to believe that some of them were just, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just not going to say anything and i'm going to sit here and i'm going to kind of watch what happens i believe him i don't think he should be crucified on the contrary i think he should be released but mm-hmm. i mean it's kind of like mob mentality the loudest ones in the room are the ones that are kind of dictating everything and so like right. i mean all right so i guess they're you know right i, I guess i guess we're going to crucify him like that's a shame you know like but yeah. but you didn't speak up you didn't yeah. say anything and so again we're it's like it's like you said here we are in 2022 christians reading the story and we think man but how could you not say anything yeah. how could you not how could there be people in leadership positions that were silent despite the fact that they witnessed with their own eyes what jesus had done and then you come to the conclusion that you know what they're just far more concerned with the opinions of man but how many times have i not been uh, concerned with the opinions of man
0: right exactly
1: how many times have I not spoken of or shared my faith, or 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 you know, uh, asked if I could pray for somebody, or or something like that, just out of out of fear? Eh, I don't know what they're gonna say. I don't, don't want to make things awkward, and eh, you know, I just I'm 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 not so sure. Like you know, y- y- you know what I mean. Like how many times has that not happened to us? I can tell you honestly, me personally, it's happened to me countless times.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then we miss an opportunity,
1: right? You you miss an opportunity, and so really, if you boil it down what happened there was that you you what carried more weight to, for you in that moment was either you were fearful that it might be awkward for whatever reason or you know you you don't want to you, you don't want to ruin a relationship and you don't know what that person even believes in you know like and so that carried more weight than that nudging of the holy spirit that you had inside of you to either pray for somebody or to give them an encouraging word and so that's why again the premise of the message was like we are not that different from yeah. the people that were that were in the crowds because yeah. we have been silent.
0: Yeah, we
1: have we have allowed the opinions of other to carry more weight in our lives. We're not that different. We're yeah. not that different. Um, and you know, I I'll be honest with you, I kind of struggle with the message um, partly because I don't want it to be like a like a beat up on ourselves kind of message. You right. know, like. Yeah. I I don't want it to be the kind of, you know, like, wow, we're just so terrible. And, you know, like, I just like, I'm constantly beating myself up. Like, I don't want it, it. It's, it's not about that on the contrary. I think what, what it should be is, is a recognition of like, I'm, I'm really not that great and I've messed things up quite, quite well, but thank God that he is so good. Yeah. And his redemption is that great. And his grace is so, I mean, just overwhelming You know, because I I think that one of the hardest things, one of the hardest things to, to, I think there are those that, that really feel as though they're a good person. And you know what, like, I really haven't done that many bad things. And so like the, the, the redemptive story of Jesus dying on the cross just doesn't carry that weight for me. Mm. You know, like my life is okay. I haven't been a bad person. Like I haven't done bad things, you know. I pay my taxes or provide for my family, you know, like I'll, I'll, you know, tell a little white lie here and there. And, you know, like, you know, uh, I'll do things, you know, just to help, you know, help the family out, get ahead and stuff like that. But I'm not a bad person. Yeah. That person is going it, to it's going to be so much harder for a person like that to feel the weight of grace upon their lives versus a person that is like well aware of. No, I've really dropped the ball. Yeah. You know, I know that I've dropped the ball. Like, yeah. I, I know that I am in need of forgiveness on a daily basis because I do, I, I screw it up all the time. Yeah, yeah. And so, I, I, I guess my prayer and my hope for the congregation and for those that were listening was I hope that this Easter season, you come to revisit, if you will, how broken you were and how in need of forgiveness and grace we are on a daily basis. So true. You know? Anyways. <laughs>
0: No, that's powerful. It's really powerful because at the same time, it gives us an opportunity to self-correct. Sure. It gives us the opportunity to make for ourselves that, that grace and that redemption, all the more powerful for us to just continue to reach towards it and say, God, I need you. And I'm not going to do what I just did, or I'm not going to do what I, I'm not going to continuously repeat the same thing over and over again. But I know that when I fall, you pick me up. I know that when I come before you and I repent truly, and I ask you to forgive me, you are there to pick me up. It's like, I was having this conversation with someone recently. It's like in the book of revelation. If you mm-hmm. ever study the message that Jesus gives to the seven churches in revelation, mm-hmm. he, he pretty much for the exception of one, may, maybe two that he doesn't give kind of like a, or I'm going to call it in Spanish because it, it's what comes to my mind not right now, but a lot <laughs> Yeah, the
1: like Yeah. You know,
0: uh, that lashing because he says, you're doing this good or you've done this good but this is what you're not doing good or this is what you've tolerated and these are very serious offenses
1: offenses right yeah
0: these seven churches you know the 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 message to the seven churches was and at the end of it all he gives them an opportunity to repent yeah gives them an opportunity to like rick renner always says it's a self-correct because yeah. really that's what it is you yeah. know um you can pray until jesus comes uh-huh. lord change me which which is a good prayer i'm not saying it's a bad prayer right but right. if you don't do what you need to do in order to be changed uh-huh. then you're not coming to a place of of repentance. You're not coming to that place of asking the Lord for forgiveness. And that's where humility comes in. That's where we take off our cloak. Yeah. Art comes in and say, you know, I'm stripping myself, God, I'm, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm I'm stripping, I'm stripping myself here. I'm laying it all down and I'm saying, I have messed it up and your grace is sufficient for me. Your grace is what I need. Your love and your redemption is what I need. And your forgiveness is what I need because when we don't do that, And we Mm -hmm. say, oh, you know, Jesus will forgive me. No, 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 no. We have it wrong if we have that mentality. Yeah. Right. So that's why I think this message is so important because we can learn from the past. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, look to the future, look to him and say, I know that you're going to be there for me. Holding my hand through it all because I'm not perfect. I'm flesh and blood and I'm going to mess it up again. Right, right. But yeah. as long as I can come to you, God, and
1: mm-hmm. I
0: can, and I can say, I messed it up again. Forgive me, father. Yeah. You know, look at, look at, um, look at Peter. If you think about it, Peter, I mean, uh, the, um, I've, I've talked about this before, but the program, <laughs> uh, the series on the chosen, they, the chosen, right? they, they make Peter out to be what you would imagine Peter <laughs> when you read uh-huh. the scriptures, you know, um, so Peter, you know, is this hot-headed, you know, kind of individual and yeah, you know, loose cannon. Yeah, loose cannon. He he, you know, cuts the ear off of of uh, you know one of the soldiers when they're going to go come and arrest uh, Jesus, and then at the same time the next moment he's cowering, right? Like you say, right? You yeah. know, and then he's denying Jesus just as yeah. Jesus predicted that he would. Yeah, and and just just the the sound of the rooster crowing had right. to have given him such deep
1: conviction. sorrow yeah, yeah and
0: conviction right, and, right. And, and imagine if you will, for just a moment, Jesus hearing that crow
1: mm-hmm.
0: and glancing over to Peter, yeah, not saying, I told you so. right We' saying, you know, you. Mm, no but with just that look of yeah you know because look look at look at the very fact that when he resurrects and he's he presents himself and you know he appears uh to the disciples and to so many and everything before he is resurrected into Mm -hmm. heaven and you know he even has that love i mean it makes me emotional thinking about it he has that love in him that immense agape love in him mm-hmm. to ask peter three times yeah. almost as if peter i forgive you yeah, yeah. do you love right. me you yeah. know three times lord you know i love you you know he's he gives them that can you imagine i mean mm-hmm. i picture those things in my mind i'm very you know yeah, yeah.
1: Uh-huh.
0: as i think about those things so
1: right no i i i i, I... I'm very, I'm very much the same, you know, uh, like I'm picturing these things and making these like little weird connections in, in my head, but, um, but yeah, I, you know, like one of the, one of the pictures that I, that I had put together in my head, um, when I was creating the message was, um, you know, the act of laying the cloak down and then picking it back up and laying it at the feet of something else, you know, um, and that, that to me, I was, you know, as I was kind of just diving in and, you know, um, Kind of just reflecting on this idea of like we are the crowd. Uh, how many how many times have I not laid my my cloak down on a Sunday and praise the and praise God and singing the praise and worship song, brought a message, only to pick my cloak back up and then the following day I lay it down at the feet of anxiety, mm. or I lay it down at the feet of you know unforgiveness, or I lay it down at the feet of anger, or I lay it down at the you know just anything you know I and so that act of, of putting something down and then picking it back up, you know, is, is, it's, it's a picture, like you said in your, like, I'm picturing these things in my head and, you know, it, it's upsetting to, to for me to imagine that I, this, the, the same cloak that I just laid down in worship of Jesus, I'm picking it up now and yeah. putting it on something lesser, right. you know, yeah. um m- much like the, like, I forgot where it was that I had said it in the in the message um how many times have we have we not sold ourselves short and asked for Barabbas Mm. you know And, and so in my head like you you got two you got two people standing before you one of which is a criminal and one of which is the son of God that has performed countless miracles that she witnessed and yet we asked for Barabbas Wow. we ask for the murderer. Right. And so in my head, how many times have I not, I have two options before me, either going off of what the word of God says, trusting Jesus, having faith in him or something far lesser. And mm-hmm. I've sold myself short because I've done, I've done the the latter. Wow. Y- y- you know what I mean? Yeah. And so the absolutely. the these kind of like comparisons of sort and, and these little images and pictures that, that have, you know, I've kind of come to me as I, as I read them, you know, if anything, it just, it creates a little bit more depth, but it also carry, it creates more weight in the sense of like, this is, this is in figuratively speaking, this is what I'm doing when I drop the ball. and
0: exactly. um, This is
1: what I'm doing when I, when I, you know, I'll, you know what, like I have remained silent, yeah. much like the people in the crowd have remained silent. I could put myself in that, in that crowd, you know, things, of, things of that nature. And so, I don't know, it, to me, I think it was just how, how the, how the Lord was just showing it to me. Yeah. Um, and that's what I was hoping to communicate, uh, through the message. But again, it's like you said, despite all of that, despite all of that, he, he, he still came. Yeah. Like he still, he still showed up, yeah. you know, he, he, he still, you know, where, where does it say it in, in John chapter, uh, John chapter 12. Um, it says verse number 27. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I have come to this hour. That's right. And so Jesus knew. That's right. He knew that this is what he was there for. Yes. He knew the crowd was going to turn on him. He knew he was going to be, he knew that Pilate was going to just let the crowd have their way with him. He knew he was going to be beat and tortured. He knew it. He knew it you know and he knew of our sin he knew how we were gonna how we were gonna drop the ball he knew how we were gonna turn our backs on him he knew how peter was gonna deny him he knew how judas was gonna turn him in he he knew all of it he knew every single bit of it yes but it's what the it's what the father had sent him there for yeah and he fulfilled the he fulfilled his his his, his duty he fulfilled his he, he he completed what he was he was there for and thank God for it because it was through that sacrifice that Amen. we now have redemption and we have forgiveness. And despite the fact that we have turned our back, we know that, you know what? He's, he's, he's wiped me clean. White as snow. Yes. I didn't do, de- I don't deserve it.
0: That's right.
1: You know, on the contrary, if there's anybody that should have been hanging there, it should have been me.
0: Exactly. Cause I
1: mean, I have, I I've got sins for days, you yeah. know?
0: Yeah, we all have. We all and have. yet he took we it all. upon
1: himself. Yeah. He took it upon himself. So. Again, I just hope it, it 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 provides more depth and to the Easter message. Yeah. On what he did, and the fact that you know, obviously, I'm not going to get into an Easter message right now. But it's not only did he die on that cross, did he take upon sin, but he rose again three days later. That's right. And so he defeated the grave. Yes. In other words, just completely solidifying the fact that this is the son of God. This is what he was sent here for.
0: Absolutely. You know? And
1: so yeah, I'm not going to get into that. I, you know, I know, I know dad's going to be preaching. So I, you know, I'll let him, I'll let him do what he does, but that's right, you know, that's
0: right. Good, good resurrection <laughs> Sunday message coming on. But right. One of the things that, as you were saying, and this is powerful, I mean, and I love to expound on this kind of stuff, because again, if, if we were to do something like this on Sunday, we'd take forever. Right. And there are many things, you know, that, that, um, you can't touch on obviously because for the sake of time, but going back to what you said a moment ago of, you don't, you don't want this to be like a Debbie Downer type of message because it's not about that. It's It's about the very fact that, um, that we need, that redemption mm-hmm. we need a redeemer we need a savior, right. and that right. that it that can only come from one person and that person is jesus christ
1: that's right that's you know, right
0: nobody else nothing else and that's right. who we need in our lives yeah um, one more thing i wanted to point out because <clears throat> i don't want to forget this part in mark 15 11 because you say you say in your message what happened you know when you were talking about One moment they're laying down their cloaks, saying Hosanna in the highest. And then the next moment they're saying crucify what happened, what changed and why the sudden shift. I wanted to point out in verse 11 of chapter 15 that it says, but the chief priests stirred up the crowd. Yeah. The chief priests stirred up the crowd. That's in the NASB version. I'm not sure how it was in the version you read, but. People's influence often influence our actions as well. Absolutely. And that's one of the things I wanted to make sure that I pointed out today, because like you said a minute ago, there are missed opportunities. A lot of times we're afraid of what that person is going to say when you want to say, can I pray for you? Or do you know Jesus or lead them to the Lord or what have you? Right. And we're afraid of their reaction we're afraid of the rejection we're afraid of what they're going to think about us but Mm -hmm. how many times too are we not influenced yeah by the crowd or how many times are we not influenced by other people what they might think of us or maybe go with the flow as well which is something that we have to be really cautious about especially in this day and age right where you you know there are many people that Consider themselves Christians, but then they're going with the flow of the culture, which yeah. comes against everything that is written in Scripture.
1: Right. So, right
0: you know, I, I just wanted to kind of throw that one at you to see what you had to say about that. But that the 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 chief priest stirred up the crowd, so there was mm-hmm. there was an influence there.
1: Maybe yeah,
0: they were afraid.
1: Uh, they were. They were. I mean, uh, like we read earlier, some of them were afraid. Some of them were afraid to speak out because they were afraid of, you know, they, they, they valued the opinion of man more than, or the the approval of man more than the approval of, of God. Some of them were just scared that, man, am I, am I going to be allowed back in the temple if I, if I stand here and defend, uh, defend Jesus? Yeah. Um, other, others, yeah. Others were just, you know, kind of, I think it was mob mentality where one got mad, then two got mad, then three, then four, then five, then like, I mean, I guess I'm not going to be the odd man out. So I guess I'm going to be mad too, you know? And so <laughs> like, like that kind of thing. And, uh, I think there were so so many variables, so many things at at play there, but i I, I you know, to your point of it's um, it's 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 really easy. It's far easier to go with the flow and to just kind of go with the crowd and to follow the current than it is to swim upstream.
0: Right. you know,
1: and that's that's a challenge that 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 is a challenge, you know, and and we experience that as Christians. Christianity is not like, I mean, really, like Christianity is not popular in the sense that you know it's not as though we have, um, you know, it's not as though anybody's trying to like shut down our churches and they're or they're trying to lock us out and stuff. Like we could still go on Sundays and we could still worship and stuff like that. But in the, it's not, it's not favorable in the media. It's not favorable in Hollywood. It's not favorable in, in, in right. modern culture and stuff. It's right. just it's just not, you know, on the, on the contrary, it's viewed as restricting. It's viewed as, you know, it's much, it's far easier for me to be able to do whatever I want and, and not have any consequences than it is to try to live a life that, you know, uh, has some, some sort of parameters. And so it's far easier for us to just say like, eh, well, I just kind of going to go with the flow than it is to stay strong in our faith and kind of swim upstream and and push against that. Mm-hmm. That that's, that's tiring and that's, Mm -hmm. that's challenging, especially when it feels as though you don't have the wind at your back, you know, on the, on the contrary, you have a lot of opposition. Right. I think that that's probably what the crowd faced, you know, like, despite the fact that they have witnessed things and they, they did, they did, they, they witnessed Jesus two miracles, you know, the, the mob was loud and, and, and the, the, the calls from leadership was loud. I mean, how many, look at, just look at like how, you know, not to get political or anything like that or, or, or by any stretch but just you know think of the whole pandemic yeah and you had leaders on both ends and there was people in the nation that were either echoing one leader or the other you know and that's that's really just what happens you know like these people are the loudest ones and I I don't know I mean they are they are leadership and so let's you know let's just follow you know and some some people are more inclined to follow and then not but at the at the end of the day you know I I think that that Jesus knew what he was there for. Jesus knew what he was going to do. And Jesus knew that he was going to regardless who stood up, who didn't stand up, who was quiet, who wasn't quiet. He was going to hang on that cross. Yes. He was going to hang on that cross because yes. that's what the, that's what the father had sent him for. That's right. You know, I just think if anything, what it, what it means for us today is I, I, I believe that we, you know, we, we should be, we should be strong in our faith and unwilling to go with the flow because right. going with the flow inevitably is going to lead us to a path that is far darker than anything that we can ever imagine.
0: That's absolutely right.
1: You know, um, I won't even open up that can of worms, but yeah, but yeah, I, you know, it's remain strong in our faith. Yeah, remain strong in our faith. Remain unashamed in our faith. That's right. Um, and and you know, again, just just continue to dive deep into the Word. Yeah, continue to allow God to 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 work in you and, and don't lose sight of where you've been. Yeah. Don't lose sight of where he's pulled you from. You know, one of the, the most powerful things that I was, I was, did a men's group a couple of weeks back and um, it was uh, what's your reason. Remember that, that series right. that we did and, uh, and we kind of revisited it in in a tuesday men's group and i and i posed the question to the guys as we kind of like expounded upon what our personal reasons are for our faith and you know and why why are you at church on sunday why are you at eight o'clock at night at a men's group uh with with a couple of other guys on a zoom call like why are you doing that as opposed to i don't know watching tv or something and one of the one of the gentlemen on the on the call brother tyler he was like like why why is it tyler what's your reason? He goes, my reason was because uh, when I was younger, I tried things my way and it was a cataclysmic failure. And I, and I, it was not until I got straight with the Lord that I saw how, how, how desperately I needed him. You know, I, he goes, "I've, I've been, I've, I've tried things on my own and I have failed. I have fallen on my face time. And time again, but it's only when I'm when I'm living according to the way that he's called us to live, when I ha- when I put him as the king of my life and I and I seek and I follow him that my life has had any semblance of order. Without him, it's an absolute mess. And so, you know, just that having that quick, this is why. Yeah. And that's what I'm that's what I'm I'm trying to get at is don't lose sight. Right. Don't lose sight of where you've been. Yeah. Don't lose sight of how bad you need Jesus. to, I, I oh got Judah. I don't know if you heard him. He's roaring outside the door. That's okay. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry about that, but um, don't don't ever lose sight of how badly yeah. you need yeah. you, you need Jesus's forgiveness.
0: Absolutely. How
1: how life changing that Easter message is, That's and right. what Jesus did on the cross, and the fact that he that he rose from the dead three days later. Yeah,
0: yeah. we can't we can't lose sight of. How much weight that carries. Right. Christian life. Right. You yeah. ended the message um, by saying, despite us turning our backs, he offers mm-hmm. us a fresh start, which a fresh is the topic of our series, obviously. And that's the mercy of God, the grace of God. Right. Um, and uh, just a, a few weeks back, I touched on on grace quite a bit. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, it was during the What's Your Reason um series. series that was the uh the message that i brought up it was on grace and uh and we need to be so so cognizant of his grace yeah it has to be at the forefront of our minds each right. and every day because without it mm-hmm. we'd be just like what brother tyler said yeah. in his response to you right a cataclysmic mess
1: yeah
0: we'd be nothing right We'd be nothing right so um thank you for sharing sure. your thoughts and sharing <laughs> more of your message uh and was there anything else any other point you wanted to mention before we close in prayer
1: no no I, there, there's nothing else you know just uh looking forward to to the easter message and yeah. tying it all together i'll I, I, again i won't be i won't be uh be be preaching dad it will be and then I, I believe you will the the weekend after and so but um, I'll be yeah, sure off. right, right. I'm looking forward to it.
0: All right. Well, will you close us off in prayer? I mean, I'm sure that uh, people that have uh, hung out with us this evening and have been listening on our podcast um, would love for you to pray for them. So would you uh, reach out and pray for those individuals that maybe have been on the fence and haven't made a complete uh, turnaround and dedication to jesus christ as their lord and as their savior and maybe pray for those that you know kind of like have been you know not not a hundred percent there you know in their commitment to christ i pray that this message really really penetrated the hearts and minds of people so would you just close up soft in prayer and offer people an opportunity for for acceptance of jesus
1: yeah for sure uh so father god i just want to come to you right now and 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 thank you for this opportunity to be able to get together with uh my mom and share a little bit about the message that you had given me this past sunday lord um i thank you that your word is alive and when we dive into it lord you show us things about your nature about us about how you're working in our lives and so we come to you lord and we um we just thank you for that lord and we we thank you for we thank you for this season, this Easter season, and what it represents, Father, we thank you for the grace that's upon our lives, the forgiveness that's upon our lives, Lord, um, and, and we thank you, Lord, that despite how many times we've messed things up, and how, how wrong we've gotten it, Lord, you still hung on that cross, you still forgave us of our sins, um, and, and you still, you're, you're still involved, you're still present in our lives, Lord, and we are, we just thank you for that, Lord, um, I, I come to you now for those uh, that that perhaps have fallen off the, the 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 wagon of sorts, or or perhaps for those that, that have just never accepted Jesus, and um, to those that are listening right now, if that if that is you, you know, it, and and you'd like to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or perhaps you've you you have in the past and you've kind of fallen off a little bit, you know, things things are complicated, you got you know distracted, you just whatever the reason is, you just kind of fell off, and and you'd like to rededicate yourself to Jesus or you'd like to just commit yourself to him for the first time tonight and if that's you I'd like you just to just to repeat the simple prayer just Father God we thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on that cross for the forgiveness of our sins Uh, we come to you now and we ask you to be the king of our lives we dedicate our lives to you we choose this day to follow you it's in your name we pray amen and amen And so, God, we we thank you again for tonight. And we thank you for those that that decided to make that that decision and and those that chose to rededicate their lives to you. Lord, we pray that you just begin to reveal yourself to them in in a new and powerful way. Uh, It's in your name we pray. Amen and amen.
0: Amen. 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 Well, thanks again for joining uh, us tonight. Be sure to... Send this message to your friends and family. Share it on your social media as well. And like, subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel as well and our podcasts. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and drop us a line, a comment. And uh, we will certainly get back to you and we'll keep you all in prayer as well. Thank you, Pastor Ricky. Appreciate welcome. you being with us tonight. And uh, we're going to do this again real soon, right?
1: For sure, no doubt.
0: All right, God bless you all. Take care. Have a
1: good night. Bye.
0: Bye-bye.